welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm another one of your hosts, Chad. And we are here today to cover some Attack on Titan. This one's Season 3, Episode 9, Episode 46, Ruler of the Walls. Yeah. What an episode. Great one. You want to just... Uh, Love it. You basically just uh, got ahead of yourself before I turned the mics on. You want to tell the people what you just told me about what you thought of this episode? Love it. Is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was a great episode. Um, I love the action in this episode because it's a lot different from any action we've seen in the series so far, I feel like. It's a good mix-up. Yeah, and I'm super hyped for this one, too, so we can just uh, hop on in. We join in with uh, Rod's giant slug of a titan as he gets closer and closer to the wall. What should we call this guy? That's a great question. He's just, I mean... I was looking at it. He's a giant slug. He's a slug. He's a turkey. I've heard people call him a turkey before because he looks like a turkey on a plate. Turkey, okay. A full turkey. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I kind of see it now. Because he's got like these weird legs, but he's got the fat slug body. Yeah, oh, he's just so fat. It's disgusting, dude. Ugh. Yeah, I'm going, we can call it, you know. Rod? uh, Rod. Hey, great idea. We'll call it Rod. Okay. And we just get a glimpse of that. We go straight into the opening credits. We come out of that. Erwin is taking grief for keeping the citizens inside the wall. Because remember uh, how he was a horrible person? They're like, what are we doing with the citizens? He's like, just keep them there. Use them as bait. (laughs) (laughs) Hanji explains to this one bum the complexity of abnormal titans such as Rod. That's what we decided to call him, so we're going to call him that here. Okay. Rod, such as how uh, leaving the citizens helps because if they move them inside the wall, the Titans get like a sixth sense about this kind of thing. It's just going to follow them and it's just going to take a shortcut to the more centralized people than, you know, that little outside thing. They love herds. It's like they literally constructed the city in a certain way for this point and now the happening is actually going to start to happen, they're like, well, we better pull everyone inside. Mm-hmm. Just listen to Erwin. God, people. And Hanji. She's awesome. So on the way back, we didn't see this last episode, they attempted to use Aaron's power to control the Titan, but shockingly, that <laughs> did not work. I love this right here. Yeah, this is a great tasty scene where Aaron is practically, he's just punching thin air and yelling, and I'm not kidding, Stop, Titan. (laughs) This guy's such a loser. I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, but I mean, with this guy... Quit it, Titan. We said it a hundred times. He only knows how to bite himself, people. He constructed the most beautiful hardening savior device last episode. You're strongly mistaken if you think he could do that again right now. He... Stop, Titan. Stop right there, mister. Stop in your tracks. <laughs> Why was he punching the air? What was that going to do? <laughs> so Erwin says they're going to have to stop this Titan outside of Orvid City. Is that how you said it last time? Yeah. I mean, the man is the best, right? They plan on saving every single citizen, and if it turns out they can't stop the Titan, sure, they'll have an emergency evacuation drill at the ready. But, I mean, this is just why I love Erwin 
more than most. But if you can't stop the Titan, I don't really know, you know, what this evacuation plan looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, sure, Erwin's got the great plan, and but even if we have an evacuation plan, if the Titan gets through, what do we... I mean, You're what does an evacuation to, yeah. plan do? It just buys you a little more time. It's just putting a Band-Aid over it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to describe it. They say that this is the largest Titan they've ever seen, but that's fine. Just means a bigger target. Glass half full kind of thinking. I, this love, guy is I just, like that. This guy's steamy too, though. Like, he is hot. Yeah. Now, I'm go- I went through a tough little streak there with Erwin this episode. I can't lie. His hair looks fine. I think his hair one? looks great. Okay. I've always been on record as saying that. He says... We plan on hitting this target with wall-mounted cannons. Oh my god, Erwin, dude! I Listen, Erwin, I know... Let me fill him in. I know he's usually outside the walls, away from these cannons. He's slicing and dicing these things down, riding horses. Let me catch him up. These cannons? Some might say they're useless. I think... What so I had to, it took me probably forty five minutes thinking this over right. about the cannons. Yeah. Where I think he messed up mm-hmm. is I never once heard him say the word fixed. I believe these are original cannons. Oh my god, this let's so. get we'll get to the cannons. I got a lot more for the cannons. I mean I had gone on so I mean, why would Erwin do this to me? I'd gone on such a lovely streak not having to hear these delusional people talk about cannons. When's the last time I talked about cannons? It was back in Utgard Castle, I believe, when, yeah, when they were using them as melee weapons. Mm-hmm. And right before that, when uh, Kits. Remember oh. Kits? That was awesome. That guy's just right. lovable. The, uh, the scouts are going to throw everything they have at it, and as Erwin looks over to Aaron, wink, wink, hint, hint. Every get it, they're gonna throw everything they have at it. We look at Aaron. He's something. Uh, uh, he's an asset. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's a titan. Hey, you staying with me? Are you saying Aaron's a titan? Stay with me. Okay. The sun begins to rise, and oh boy, we have more cannons than I have ever seen at the ready on the wall. They brought Beautiful. out the reserve cannons. Yeah, it's a gorgeous sight to see. They looked at their forty cannons, and they went, you know what? We're going to need more. Bring them on out here. I think it is kind of a... I know I've gone on record saying I'm kind of a fan of the fixed cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say they're useless. I think the fixed ones, you know, they do some damage. But it's not a bad... It's not as bad as an idea as you say it is. It's so steam... He's so steamy and stuff. Oh my God. That when it hits, mm-hmm. obviously there's going to be a little explosion. It can at least buy him a little time. They got to throw everything at this guy. You just said it. You gotta throw everything at him. I'm not mad at them for throwing everything at it. I'm mad at the delusion that they think throwing everything at it, such as these cannons, are gonna do anything. You said it slows them down. I would disagree. Well, let's we'll see, get to it. Let's we'll see. It. Let's see how the let's see how the cannons work out for them. They are announcing to the public that uh, this is all gonna be a drill. They're gonna use fake titans and cannons. So you know, stay calm. Don't worry. If these poor people only knew. The uh, the citizens, they're not happy about this. Neither would I. They think of this as a pointless fire drill at school. Do you ever have um, 
Anything fun happen at a fire drill at school? Fun? No, it was all pointless every time. Yeah, I just don't under like I guess I get what they're going for. But uh I would say no one ever walked out of a fire drill the same way they'd walk out if there was a fire. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's a good point. So, don't really know what we're drilling. Well, how about these people, man? These people are smarter. What I like about these citizens is they're smarter smarter than our citizens in the society we live in now. Because we would just, if the military told us to do it, we'd be like, oh, whatever you say, we'll do it. But these people are smart enough to be like, wait a minute. Hey, are you getting political? No, this is not political hey, at all. Chill over there. Mil- no. Hey, hey. What are you doing? Listen, over, what are you doing over there? Listen, you're not listening to my spiel right now. They just got if okay. Let me go into this right here. If the military, I don't know what you're doing. Threw right a now. coup d'état to our government right now. Well, now you said coup d'état, so I'm kind of interested in what you're saying. Okay, if they threw a coup d'état to our government right now, right, and then all of a sudden these military guys show up to your city and they start telling you to do stuff, mm-hmm. you got to question it, right? You'd be like, you kind of be worried at first. You'd be like, wait a minute, are you, is this like, am I going to be your slave, like your military slave? These citizens, they understand that. They're like, wait a minute, you just overthrew, is the king really fake now? I'm kind of worried that you're just taking control of us. Well, I mean, they're just mad. I mean, well, there was one, one guy, he, he's just worried about a store. He's thinking, you know, I've got bukus of customers lining up because they want, you know, they want to buy something from my store. And well, that's an- his livelihood. Another saying, you know, first the military overthrows the government, now this. Yeah, uh, that's what it's that's what I'm that's what I'm hinting at right there. They're kind of catching on. Which the military is doing the right thing here, so you do want to listen to them, but at least the citizens have the enough mind to be like, wait a minute, this is kind of sus. Like, wait, we want to follow the government, not the military. Exactly. They're like, I'm a little kid. They're like, we don't know what's going on. Like, is something bad happening? If the government was telling us this, we would be all for it. But yes. the military is telling us That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's a interesting take you got there. <laughs> yep. Some think it's just an excuse for the Do military it. to flop their big dick on the table and just really test their power. There just then, the citizens look up and see steam rising to the sky, and they go... Well, this is the most uh, legit fire drill I've ever been a part of. Well, th- that's that was another point I was about to make. They all were questioning everything, and then they look up in the sky, see the smoke, and they're like, okay, this is, re- <laughs> like, this <"Hey."> is legit. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know why Ronnie and Chaz just talked about that on, that on their podcast for 10 minutes, because it seems like you guys had the right idea. We're getting, <laughs> we are listening to you guys. So the military starts to unload, and I just mean unload cannons at this thing. And, uh, Chad, first of all, stop clapping. That's terrible, <laughs> terrible podcasting. I got excited. I'm this sorry. Is, uh, I, when canon action happens, I get excited. I mean, it's our, uh, it's our 46th episode. You still don't know not to clap into the microphones. <laughs> well, this is where we get to Chad's quote of the day. So okay. I'm just hyped all up. All right. Well, dude. I'm hyped for that okay. too. Stop clapping the microphone. So don't clap when it gets, <laughs> when it's time for Chad's quote of the day. Yeah. You could just say, Hey guys, it's time for Chad's quote of the day. All right, guys. Well, it's time for Chaz's quote of the day. Hanji asks Levi if the artillery is working, okay? Because they just unloaded on this guy. Mm -hmm. And Levi says, in quote, slightly more than a pissing insect. Yeah. I love it. It's a great quote. Yeah. 
so Levi just told us how it was going. I also had in my notes I wanted to ask you, how did you think this went? Well, it looks like they're using the original cannons, not the fixed, so it did not go as well as it could have. You know, you talk a lot about, about these fixed cannons. If I'm a cannon novice, right, I see a useless cannon and a uh, fixed cannon. Okay. What are the two differences I'm seeing? Well, it's pretty obvious. You kind of just told on yourself there. One of them is original. One of them is fixed. Thank okay. you for clearing that up. You know, sometimes when you're right, you're right. And in this case, you were right. Erwin is... Uh, well, actually, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Cause yeah, you are. Just in case I hadn't seen something as stupid as a bunch of wall-mounted cannons... They really outdid themselves because they have ground okay. cannons. This is there where, are ground yeah. cannon. What I, I'm with you on this one. I was all for the cannons until the ground ones came in. Way more useless than a pissing insect. Okay. Oh my god! And whether or not you had a fixed cannon on the ground, still not doing anything. Yeah, I just. That's true. How can you even fix a cannon on the ground? You gotta fix them up top. Erwin is seeing this plan fall, failing all around him. He shits on the northern city because they just haven't seen any battle. He's just like, you know, maybe if we were in a different, different side of the wall, this would be good. But these northerners, screw them. He, yeah. uh, are you get? Was that like a? Are you saying something about the north? Is that a no? Erwin was here, but you kind of like suggested you were talking. About... I didn't say literally. I didn't say anything bad about Canada. Okay. Canadians suck. Hanji strolls with something that could actually be useful, which is barrels of gunpowder. Yeah, that might might work better. She asked Levi how it's going, and you already, you know, told us that line. A little bit more than a pissing insect. Yeah, sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. I was really excited hey, to say it. was your quote of the day, let loose. Everyone begins preparing the gunpowder when Erwin walks up to Historia to explain how it might be a problem that she is on the front line. You know, since she's uh, supposed to be the new queen and all. It could be potentially problematic. Historia doesn't think people will be foolish enough to bow to a leader just because of a name. If she only knew. That's, uh... I don't get it. People... People kind of do that all the time, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. I kind of get it. People bow to me all the time. It's obnoxious. They start launching some of the gunpowder at the Titan. Aaron is looking at Historia and thinking about how he used to think she was weak, but all this time it was actually him. This is the part where Aaron, he's going to try, try real hard to make us feel shitty about ourselves. Um... Just because we've been so mean to him in the past two and a half seasons. Okay, I've, I was going to say, this this kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. But don't fall for it. I fell for Look it. Look at me. I fell for it. Don't fall for it. You're telling me not to? Well, listeners, listeners, he might be bringing some stuff up here that makes you feel bad for him. Don't fall for it, okay? Stay tough through this next part. He thought he was special, which is why when soldiers died for him, he just thought that it was natural. That's just the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> They're supposed to die for me because I'm special. It's Erwin. And he hated Titans more than anything, but... By the way, totally different when we get to that. <laughs> and he hated Titans more than anything, but when he became one, he didn't think anything of it at all because he wanted the strength that came with doing it. 
really glad to hear him talk about this because this is like one of the things we talked about season one very early on when he first became a Titan. He begins to wonder whether or not they can save humanity even if he does manage to plug the wall. He's in bad spirits right now. Mm-hmm. And then this line right here. All of humanity drew the short stick because they had to rely on him. That's oh. where that's where you went. Oh, Aaron. And that's where I went. I was really I was bracing myself. I was grimacing, but I was like, I'm not falling for it, Aaron. I'm not falling for it. And then you fell for it. And then I started to fall for it, but then I thought, you know what? I'm not falling for it. He looks down at some He's kids. He's just a kid, dude. He looks down at some kids. He's 15. He, <laughs> he looks down at some kids. Yeah. If He wasn't trying to make us think that he was a kid. He then looks... He's putting on a show right now, man. He looks down at some kids and tells Armin that they remind him of them on that day. Armin agrees looking down and says that no one thinks today might be the day that an even bigger Titan breaks through the wall. They've got no clue what's outside the wall. But the difference is atop the wall, soldiers stand to stop the Titan. Mikasa tells Eren to get out of his head and help. Real, Thank you, Mikasa. She said, you know, you think Mikasa's feeling bad for this guy right now? Mikasa's been through all of it too. She like lives for Eren. But she's still staying strong, and she's being yeah. his rock. And, and imagine she's saying, if you had to live for that guy. Yeah, she's saying, "Hey, tighten it up, tighten it up." I get it. That was a, that was really good. What you did with your words there? It's not what I did. Oh, so it was an accident. Aaron then starts punching himself in the face, which rightfully concerns Armin and Mikasa, and they ask, "Hey, what, what the hell you doing?" Which I thought, personally, was a pretty good question. And this is Ronnie's quote of the day. Ooh. Aaron says, I'm just beating the shit out of a useless brat in that he hopes he's dead and gone for good. Okay. And I, I love that. I love that you have that as your quote of the day. And I love how it comes full circle right here. You weren't going to fall for Aaron. And then he says something like that and you fell for him. Well, see, here's the thing. We talked about this at the end of Season 2. We both kind of said that it might have been the turning point for Aaron after Mikasa gave her a little spiel, and then he uh, he was really badass. He told Mikasa he'd you know wrap the scarf around her however many times, but then he took a really quick dive off of it. I think that was the beginning of his character turn, but this might potentially be... Be the full character turn. This, you know... He's, he turned around in season two, but now he the starter guns have gone off and he's sprinting in another direction. We get to the calling card, which is the Rod Rice Titan. The transfigured form of Rod Rice resulting from the transformation serum. Its size exceeds even the Colossal Titan and it possesses a similar ability to emit scalding steam. Due to its body and weight, it's unable to walk and must crawl across the ground. Wish we could have figured that out on our own. They focus all the cannons at the nape of the Titan as it gets closer to the wall. One of the guys claims it's ripped off the flesh, which I... Listen. It did a little bit. We never see this. This guy's just trying to hope for the best. I don't buy this guy at all. I saw a little flesh come off, You didn't see any flesh. You just saw steam that I don't even think were from the cannons. I think it was still from the Titan. He, This Titan was fine. 
Do you think you could take one of these cannons to the face and live? Me? Yeah. I could take... I Put me where the Titan is right now, I could take it. Okay. Just put me on the nape of this Titan's neck, and then when the smoke clear, I'd still just be standing there being like, Hey, subscribe to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. We should make an edit of that. <laughs> if only we knew how to do that. And you... Uh, became part of 2020 and owned a laptop. Guys, don't listen to Ronnie. Chad is not... I don't have as much money as Ronnie. I'm not as blessed as the family he had, and he just has everything passed on to him. He's never worked for anything in his we life. Have the same, we have the same job, and you live in a penthouse. The Titan uses his hands to lift himself up over the wall, revealing its shaved-off face due to how it was grinding it against the ground the whole way here. Give me, oh, horrifying. Yeah. Just disgusting. <laughs> I, I mean, pretty good animation, but scary. Kind of thing where I, like, I was watching it and I was thinking, this thing isn't going to have a face. And when it was revealed, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they should have done. I just didn't know they were going to do it. But it definitely, this is how it should be right now. And then the even more disgusting parts oh. about it happened. Yeah, the kids are pretty scared. The face isn't the only thing shaved off because it gets its big old belly up above the wall. And just all of its intestines just spill out onto the other side of the wall. Ugh. It doesn't even stop. Like, all of its intestines detach and just, like, fall. And it's still just... Still just there. Rod, you've looked... You looked better, my friend. You think he's still hungry? (laughs) What? He might... I don't know. (laughs) Uh, rightfully so. I mean, mass chaos ensues. One of the captains is losing it. Levi comes up, you know, gives him a, pats him very aggressively on the shoulder and says, don't worry, we're going to take it from here. I don't like a pat on the back. Anyone ever come pat you on the back when you're not ready for it? Oh, yeah, I don't like it. They do it too hard and they kind of slap you. If it's not my 70-year-old granddad giving me some good advice, don't do it. What kind of... That sounds beautiful. What kind of advice did your 70-year-old granddad give you? Never point a gun to someone else's face unless you have the intent to kill them. Well, that's great advice. You're Hey, you're right. Aaron tells Armin there is another thing that is different this time. Humanity has an ace up its sleeve. What? Okay. The can- is he talking Dude, about the cannon? No, he's talking about himself. This is the same guy who was punching himself literally... 30 seconds ago, and now all of a sudden he's an ace up their sleeve. This is why you can't feel bad for this guy. This person, this is a crazy person. How well, do- <laughs> he was just hitting himself in the face. He is a little crazy. The ace up our sleeve was punching himself in the face five minutes ago. Oh my god, what a lunatic. <laughs> so Aaron, you know, he tightens up. Erwin launches a red flare, and the troops send gunpowder towards Rod. It makes the Titan begin to lose its balance balance as Erwin calls for Aaron. This scene right here is awesome, where, like, the Titan's kind of losing its balance. Aaron sprints toward it across the wall. It's got, like, all the citizens looking up. It's this huge 15-meter Titan's on top of the wall sprinting towards this thing. They're like, oh, my gosh, is that an ace up our sleeve? (laughs) Wow, we've got an ace up our sleeve. We flash back to a game plan session, and the squad is going over the plan to shove explosive in its throat to destroy its nape from the inside. Brilliant. Aaron throws it in and makes 
the explosion, and it's just, oh, the biggest old mess you ever seen. Just disgusting, dude. You said, ter- use the word terrifying. I like to use the word disgusting in this situation because it just grosses me out. Who's cleaning this up? Is it the citizens? I'm sure Irwin's just like, let's use the baited citizens <laughs> like, to clean this up. Let's go back to our castle. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, Erwin commands the others to finish it off with ODM gear because unless they destroy the main body, it will regenerate and form another shield of heat. Now, I don't really know what he's talking about here. Do you? Yes. You have to slice the nape directly or it's going to regenerate. It's just like the whole cannon thing when they used it on smaller titans. No matter... If they're using it on a three meter titan and they're destroying the whole body, if they don't slice the nape, it doesn't matter because it's just going to regenerate in no time. Well, this thing, I wouldn't say this thing is going to regenerate in no time. This thing is going to take a long time to regenerate, but... Okay. I'll take that. So you know Mikasa. She didn't hesitate. She's slicing and dicing. So is Jean and Connie. And also, one Historia Rice... We get another quick flashback of Erwin Erwin telling her that he can't approve of her entering combat. But she begs because she finally understands the duty she was meant to fulfill. Erwin looks away and says, very well. It's not as if I'm in a state physically to be able to stop you, am I? (laughs) He's got one arm. That's such a baller line. Historia grapples to part of the Titan as she apologizes for being so selfish. I mean, listen... This is the girl I fell in love with right here. This is this is her, you know? She might be called Historia. Have you noticed how I'm calling her Historia again? I like it. It's because I'm falling again. Falling off. And it's like a good play on words. Because Yeah, you don't have to do the whole history spiel again. We really straightened that out. We got to the bottom of that a couple episodes ago. She says this is the first time she had a fight with her father. <laughs> a silly line she hadn't even known her father you've talked to him twice (laughs) as she slices the part of the titan and uh we get a cool shot as as, it's kind of like as if she just sliced up rod it's kind of like a ghostly rod and it's like this was the final blow so it was officially killing him there is then a memory of rod being locked up in a cell pleading with his father father to kill the titans once and for all and then another of his brother getting ready to get injected and telling Rod not to worry, he'll be fine. And then another of him on his knees telling a maid named Alma, keep track of Alma, she's doing big things later on in the series, that she's the only one who understands him. Frida's telling Rod that she can count on him, she won't lose the ghost of our ancestors. So it was just kind of like a quick Rod flashback. I love that line right there. They... Because we just talked about earlier in the past episode, too, that and when they take control of the founding titan, that they're kind of a slave to their to the first king's will. Mm-hmm. And Frida telling Rod that she's not going to lose to the ghost of their ancestors, kind of saying that, which she probably will lose because no one's been able to defeat it yet to right. kind of overcome that. But I love that how... I kind of like how it talks... The whole memory thing right here with Rod shows that maybe he actually wasn't as bad of a guy as we thought he was. Yeah. But at the same... Yeah. Because he's pleading with his... I get it was his father, right? He's pleading with his father to... 
It's it's a it's really you know, confusing slash I don't know. He did just leave Historia with you know that bitch of a mom and then didn't see her for the first. I know he's not a good father, <laughs> but <laughs> not that bad of a guy. He's still a better I, he's still a better father than Goku. I see what you see what you mean. Um, so Historia falls to the ground. She landed in a wagon and is, and is met by a bunch of citizens asking if she was the one to save save them, and if she delivered the final blow. She stands up and says, I am Historia Rice, the true ruler of the walls. Badass. Oh, yeah. All four foot eleven of her. We cut on over to old Kenny. He made it out. He looks great. He's, uh, he's limping to a tree and has memories of a couple different things that, you know, they don't seem to make a whole lot of sense. We probably won't see anything more on that. Probably no, no more me- memories from Kenny. This is probably the last we're going to see of him. Levi walks up to him as Kenny spits up blood. Levi tells him that his comrades were all crushed. Levi tells another scout to go ahead and leave him alone. This guy's like holding a gun up to Kenny. And Levi's just laughing at him. He's like, listen, I got this, bro. He tells Kenny that with those burns and blood loss, there's no helping him now. And Kenny kind of laughs and pulls out an injection kit to Levi's shock. End of episode. What a great little cliffhanger. Yeah. Levi's face, too, when he saw it was pretty pretty awesome, seeing how terrified he was. So, uh, so yeah, really fun episode. That was crazy how he injected it into Levi right before the episode. Yeah, ended. in the end credits where he just shoves it in his neck and Levi <laughs> turns into a titan. Just a couple things here. Obviously, I've told this a hundred times, we record these a little bit in advance. You know, we're gearing up for season four. I mean, this was episode nine. We're getting there. So I'm going to start reminding you guys every now and then, if you want to send in some questions that you want us to cover in our Season 4 preview, start sending them our way so we can start compiling those. So when it comes time, we can just have an awesome Season 4 preview with any question, and it works both ways. If you're just a show watcher, we can all have a discussion. If you're a manga person, you know, don't spoil anything, but send us some questions and laugh at us when we give answers about and we're just so wrong because you guys know generally what's going to happen. And you can say, too, wow, the manga's amazing. You're going to love it. But just don't say any major details. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Because we're all friends here. Um, but, yeah, send I all see, that stuff. I see what you did there. The next, the title of the next episode is called Friends. Wow. I'm always, you know, I'm working one step ahead. Yep. Uh so send all that stuff to thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Really quick, you know, that's the end of the episode. If you want to tune out, go ahead and tune out. This is just some, you know, housekeeping stuff I like to try and keep up with. I had this happen to me the other day. How long do you have to wait before you honk at someone who's in front of you and a red light turns to green? Four and a half seconds. Four and a half seconds? Yeah. Really? Yes. That is so long. It's long, but it's not as long as you think it is. No, I think it's longer than you think it is. Let's time it right now. Say, okay. One. So think about... Two, three, four and a half. Well, that's not how counting goes. Well, I... You, I made, a, I you made a too. song out of it. It's not the ABCs, jerk. It's, but that's how you time counting. It's one, it two, three, four, now. Now honk. Yes, because... What are you going to do it at two seconds? And then you're kind of like, oh, I'm kind of a little dickish if I do it that soon. Or 
Here, uh, well, here's the thing, right? I there's some lights out there that are a little scary. We've got one kind of over by our work where people you want to look even when you get a green light because people just bust through that thing even when it's red. Yeah, you gotta at least like let off the brake. Let me know that you're kind of you know you're getting ready to go. But four and a half seconds—that's a long time, dude. Now here, I'm not a jerk. I'm always gonna do the uh, the tap honk, the real quick. But see, so what do you think? Three and a half? But here's my thing, right? I think three seconds. Because you know they're on their phone. Jerks. See, I usually wait. The reason I say four and a half is because usually at the three second mark, right? They, I think, all right, I'm about to honk this bitch. And right when I'm about to honk, they usually pull off. The, usually three seconds is when they pull off. They're not going to wait any longer unless they're just imbeciles. Okay. That's why I say four and a half because at the four second mark, I'm getting ready to do it. it. Takes me about half a second to lift my arm up and to push it against the steering wheel, and then that's when I'm like, it's time. All right, so let me put my okay. Boom! It turns green. Yep. It takes now. Keep in mind, it's gonna take me a second for me to register it's green. Yeah. Then I don't see them going. Okay. Well, so that's now a my story. count starts right. So it's not like it turns. That's green. when your count. As soon starts, as it turns, yeah. I'm not. I'm not some crazy person where I'm like, green one, two. It's like it takes it for it to turn green, me to get ready to go, and then okay. me realize. So maybe you're kind of right. I maybe, was going off as soon as it turns green. Yeah. Okay. Because in my mind, it's kind of like once I realize mm. that they don't understand it's green, that's when I'm starting the count so i think we're kind of on the same page that's about yeah if we do it that way i think that's about the same amount of time um so let us know what you guys think about this one other thing i'm still kind of unsure about the green light red light one thing i feel like i've mastered is how long you have to hold a door open for someone i think i've got the perfect answer for this okay you hold the door open all right if you see someone coming if you can let go of the door and get inside and the the door have time to physically close again, you were not obligated to stand there and hold the door open for someone. What if it's a super heavy door? See, that's a different story. Okay. You have to think of it as it's a normal door that, you know, kind of slowly closes, mm-hmm. okay? If it's a heavy door, don't don't be once again, don't be a jerk. But if someone's twenty feet away, leave the door. No one wants you to hold that door open for them. Yeah. Even if you think you're coming off as nice it's kind now of you become move. a burden. <laughs> One episode, <laughs> but uh, please edit that out. I'm not. Tell our yet. editor to gotta, edit that out. You got to get better. The editor of this podcast is a real jerk. So, uh, so yes, quit holding the door open when I'm 30 feet away, and I've got to kind of like do this awkward jog of like, oh, hey, thanks. Just I normally see. I don't do the awkward jog. I normally just sprint. If I see somebody holding the door, <laughs> yeah, you just freak out. I just full out sprint to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I don't stop when I get to the door. I just sprint right through. You just keep sprinting. All right. Once again, I feel like we're making a better, better world. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Please, we love y'all so much. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll talk with you guys next Thumbs episode. Thumbs up on YouTube. Peace. Peace. Peace.